Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. We bless you. We give you praise. Thank you, blessed Holy Ghost. I yield myself to you, Spirit of God. Use me as a vessel. Use me as a man possessed by your Spirit, that I may minister your word to your people. Let none live yet the same. May I speak to them as an oracle, not an orator. May the Spirit of the word proceed forth and not the letter, for the letter killeth. But the Spirit giveth life. Let somebody live here, O God, with life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Now, you, 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 you just heard the word confession that uh, we took. It's a process. Hallelujah. Is this what? I will pray it in. Work it out. Before I pass it on. So that what I will become a living proof. The word living proof there, it means manifestation. Hallelujah. So when people look at you, when they see your life, they see Christ. The Bible says looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. But you and I, today, we represent him here, his interest. And so when men look at us, they see Christ because of the manifestation. Hallelujah. So this year you must determine that the word will work in your life. For the word works. Hallelujah. I say the word works. I say the word works. It doesn't matter what you're going through. The word works. The word is indestructible. The word is not a lie. The word is ever true. Hallelujah. If you will stick with the word, the word will work for you. No matter, uh, can I figure of blessed memory? used to say that if you can stay long with the word, long with the word, you will get results. Pastor Chris puts it this way. If you stay long with the word, you will come back with a testimony. Hallelujah. So today I pray for you that you will have a testimony. I pray for you that um, in the days to come, when things look impossible, the rhema of God's word will bring performance in your life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Glory be to God. Set your heart excited and get ready. Get ready, 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 ready for the word. I'm excited. I'm ready. Hallelujah. I'm ready for you if you're ready. Praise God. Today we are looking at something very important. And it's called doubt. A hindrance to performance. Doubt. A hindrance to performance. Hallelujah. Doubt. A hindrance to performance. Well, Hebrews chapter 4, the verse number 1. Hebrews chapter 4, the verse number 1. Please take notes, write the scriptures. I'm going to give you a lot of scriptures. Hebrews chapter 4, because this is how you build your faith. You build your faith not on the words that I will speak, but the word of God, because that is what will not fail. I'm just an interpreter of that word. Praise God. Hebrews chapter 4, the verse number 1. The Bible says, Let us therefore fear, lest a promise being made, being left us, of entering into his rest. Any of you should seem to come short of it. So many people come short of the promise that has been left. Now look at this, verse 2. For unto us was the gospel preached. Unto us was the gospel preached 
as well as unto them. As well as unto what? Unto them. Hallelujah. As well as unto them. Praise the Lord. But the word preached did not profit them. So there is the realm of the profitability of the word of God. So it's the word that brings profiting. It says the word did not profit them. Not being mixed with faith in them that had it. So there is the hearing part and there is the mixing part. The hearing part is for information, which I'm giving you. But the mixing part is your responsibility that takes place within you and in your heart. So it says the word was preached to them. To which people was the word preached to? He, um, Isaiah 53. Isaiah 53. And we're going to be reading it in context. That's why I'm taking it slowly. I'm going slowly with you this morning. And I'll come to the definition of doubt in a moment. But I want to establish the basis, the introduction of the message. And that is, you need faith. We live by faith. We walk by faith. And so faith is needed for performance. Praise God. Isaiah 1, Luke 1, 45 says what? There shall be what? A performance of those things told. Praise God. There shall be what? A performance. Because she believed. So there is the believing part. Some people will say, look, but I believed and believed and believed and nothing happened. Now, there is a reason why nothing happened. Because in the realm of the spirit, there is no accident. In the realm of the spirit, things are calculated. Things are intentional. And in the realm of the spirit, what happens and obtains, the Bible says God is not a respecter of people. What he does for one, he will do for another. And so the word of God is for everybody. If something is not happening, it is not because, it's because there is something missing. And what is missing is what we need to find. Hallelujah. So that there can be a performance. You will know it for yourself. And you apply it for yourself. Praise God. Now, Isaiah 53, the verse number one. Isaiah 53. Isaiah chapter number 53 from the verse number one. Isaiah 53 from the verse number one. The prophet said, who has believed our report? Who has what? Believed our report. And to whom or who has believed our hearing? That's what he's saying. Who has believed our report? The word report there simply means our hearing. Okay. Who has believed our report? And if you reference that in your scriptures, it refers to, it's going to be referring to Romans chapter 10 in a moment. Who has believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? To whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Verse 2. For he shall grow up. So this is the arm of the Lord. He's now explaining that the arm of the Lord, he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, verse, and, and as a root out of a dry ground, he shall know, he has no form, nor comeliness. And when he shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. So the arm of the Lord is Christ. So it says, whom has believed our report? What report? What has been said concerning Christ? The hearing concerning what? Christ. Verse 6 says, he has no form nor comeliness. 
And when we, we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should what? Desire him. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we did, and we hid as it were our faces from, from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs. One, two, he has borne our griefs. Two, he has carried our sorrows. Three, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. Now, so what is the prophet saying? The prophet was prophesying about the hand of the Lord or the arm of the Lord. And the arm of the Lord here is nothing physical. He's talking about Christ, the Messiah. And he says that he will be like a plant. But a plant that we would not desire, which all have, have taught you on Isaiah 53 before, referring to the sufferings of Christ and the glory that will what follow. Now, the sufferings of Christ and the glory that will follow is what we call the grace of God. Peter calls this the grace of God. And in, in, in John chapter 1, the verse number 14, the scriptures makes us refer to uh, um, Jesus. He says what? And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of what? Grace and truth. The verse number 16, 17, and 18, um, 17, I believe, the scripture said that what? Graham, um, the law came by Moses, but grace and truth came by who? Jesus. So Jesus is the manifestation of the grace of God. So the grace of God involves the sufferings of Christ, which Isaiah was painting. The sufferings, he was beaten, he was smitten, he was broken. But what was the meaning of the sufferings? The meaning of the sufferings is not so that we will um, have an Easter convention or an Easter celebration where we will talk about how Jesus or the passion of Christ, how he was crucified and buried. There is an import to that. The scripture makes us understand through the prophet that this is talking about the arm of the Lord, the Messiah, that we must believe. What must we believe? In his sufferings. And the suffering also did not end there and also in his resurrection. And what does it do? When we believe in his suffering and his resurrection, the scripture says we are saved. So salvation came by grace. Ephesians 2, 8 says, By grace are ye saved through faith, not by works, lest any man should what? Boast. So our salvation is on the platform of grace. That means, and what, when we, before we became saved, we received faith. Romans 12 verse 3 says that all of us have received the measure of faith. So that measure of faith is what caused you to be saved. It is called to believe in the suffering of Christ and the glory that should what? Follow. Believe in the suffering of Christ and the glory that should what? Follow. So the prophet is asking, who has believed our report? Now, Hebrews 4, 1 says that they did not mix with faith what they heard. In other words, the sense of old also heard about Christ. 
the gospel, but what they did not know, or because they were men of the senses, they actually did not see Christ, but they saw symbols, they saw tabernacles, they saw sacrifices, and so they did not mix it with faith in their hearts. Hallelujah. And so they did not receive the promise that God made to Abraham, that to Abraham and his seed. That to Abraham and what? His seed. So Hebrews 11 makes us understand. Let's, let's look at Hebrews 11. I'll be coming to this, um, this, this scripture, Isaiah 53 in a moment, and what we must believe. Hebrews 11. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hebrews 11. Um, from the verse number 36. Uh, no, let me read from 39. And this all, okay, this all, talking about all the men that walked by faith. I'll come to Hebrews 11 in a moment. But all the men that walked in faith, talking about, it says, this all, this all, and this all, talking about all of them, Having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise. And the promise here is the promised Christ or the promised Holy Spirit. God, having provided some better things for us, that they without us should not be made perfect. So we are the perfection of God's grand plan. Of salvation. Hallelujah. We are the perfection. So they received good reports, but they did not what? Receive the promise. And what was the promise? The promise Christ. The Bible says that they saw it afar off. They, they, they saw it afar off. Um, in, in the same Hebrews, the Bible says all this, they saw it afar off, but what? Receiving with faith. But were looking for a city which what? Maker and builder is God. They saw it afar off and they received it by faith. So there was another scene, which is the scene of the spirit. Okay? The scene of the spirit. Very, very important. Now, so when Isaiah in Isaiah 53 was talking about who has believed our report, what was he saying? What he was saying was that who has believed the preaching or the hearing of the Messiah concerning what he will suffer but not just that but what he gave us in his suffering what did he give us he gave us what the bible says by his stripes we were healed so in the finished work of christ in christ's redemptive work he gave us healing hallelujah in christ's redemptive work he gave us what salvation in Christ's redemptive work, he remitted our sins. He removed our sins completely. In Christ's finished work, what he did as well was that the Bible says that he was afflicted. So he took away shame. He took away what? The every affliction. He took away sickness and disease. And everything in him was completed. And so when we will, if we will have anything at all, we must have it in Christ. Hallelujah. So Christ finished work. Did everything for us. In the Old Testament, they had to see symbols and things to believe. In Christ finished work, we don't need to see anything. What do we see? We see what Christ has done. 
And what he has done is what our faith cashes. So our faith, our faith is a cashier. Our faith goes to buy. Let me show you that in Hebrews 11, the verse number 1. Hebrews 11, the verse number 1. Now listen to this. this is, now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. There is what is called the realm of the unseen. And for those of you that followed me to the program I, I did um, with, with the Redeemed Church in uh, on, on on Friday, on Saturday, I think, no, Friday, you, you'll find out that I was talking about the realm of the unseen. And I said that the realm of the unseen is more real than the realm of the seen. I want to say that again. The realm of the unseen is more real than the realm of the seen. Why? The reason is this. Because you see, whatever is in the scene has a time limit. It will fade away. It will perish. If you bought a shirt today, in the next 10 years, 15 years, if you take very good care of it, either you will grow out of it or it will tear. It will become non-existent. Whatever is physical is transient. In other words, it's passing away. It is not as real as what is in the unseen. But you see something. What is what you see physically was made from what is in what the realm of the unseen. So, for example, we have houses. Some houses will not last beyond hundred years. 1,000 years because those houses, those edifices that have been there that were created from somebody's mind from the realm of the unseen would have vanished away but what is more real is what was in that realm of the unseen that has been put physical I will give you another example now if I went to maybe an automobile or, or, or car showroom and I decide to buy a, a car Okay, now so I want this car delivered. It's a Lamborghini. So I want to buy a Lamborghini or a Bugatti, some very exotic car. And uh, I, they said, okay, this car will cost about one hundred and fifty thousand pounds or two hundred and thirty thousand pounds. Someone say, "Ish, is that for a car?" Yes. Some people are driving your mortgage on the on the on the streets. If you are not aware, what you are using many years to pay, some are driving it on the streets. Yes, some of the cars you see are that expensive. Now. So I signed a check for a check for two hundred and thirty thousand pounds, and then I said, "Okay." So they said, "Okay, when are we?" And then after I I gave that I gave the check to them, they gave me a receipt. So I kept the receipt, and they said, "Okay, we are delivering this Lamborghini on Wednesday." So I come home, and then I tell everybody else, "Hey guys, I bought a Lamborghini." They're like, okay, where is the Lamborghini? We want to see the Lamborghini. Where is the guinea? Let's see the guinea so that we can believe the Lambo. So then they, they, so they go out there, they look in the driveway, there is no Lambo. And you tell them, look, I have a receipt. This is the receipt that I bought a Lambo. And they start laughing. They say, uh, uh, Pastor, you put a fast one on us now. <laughs> With this, unless I see, I'm not going to believe this one. <laughs> I will be a Thomas. <laughs> I'll be a Thomas. Unless I see this one, I'm not going to believe. But you see, I went to the car showroom. I saw the car. I know I signed for it. And when I signed for it, they gave me a receipt. 
and the receipt is a proof that they will deliver on Wednesday. So on Wednesday, I'm waiting for my car. Hallelujah. On Wednesday, I'm waiting for my car. Now, everybody else that came that have not seen that car will doubt. Because they're like, hmm, it might not happen. But I, because it has been paid for, I paid for it. Because it has been paid for, and I have a proof, a title deed, that what I have not seen yet in my house has been paid for, I am in hope, hoping that Wednesday they will bring it. Now, I'm hoping for something that I know has been paid for. Now, it is the same with Christ. Christ has paid for my salvation. He has paid for my healing. He has paid for my protection. He has paid for my deliverance. He has paid for all of this. The proof that he has paid is the report. So the prophet says, who has believed our report? The proof that he has paid for is the report. So now, what do I do? In hope, I wait for Wednesday when the Lamborghini will be delivered. Praise the Lord. I wait for what? Wednesday when what? The Lamborghini will be delivered. So faith is the substance of the things that have been paid for. From Hebrews 11, faith is the substance of the things that have been what? Paid for. Now, and the receipt of the things that have not yet been delivered. So I have the receipt of what has not yet been what? Delivered. So faith is what? The substance of the things that have been paid for. Everything has been paid for in Christ. First Peter, we read that in First Peter the other day. First Peter 1, 3, and 4. All things have been paid in Christ. So the New Testament believer uses his faith in Christ to receive. So to wait for the delivery of what will be what will be delivered. Now, the person who has not seen what I have paid for and didn't see it will doubt. What is doubt? Now let's get to the subject of the matter. So the scripture says, Now things, faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, for by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which do what appear. In other words, the things which you see were made from the invisible world. The things which we see physically were made from the realm of what? The spirit. So the unseen is more real than the seen. But if you focus on the seen, the seen is transient. The seen changes. The seen can change any time. The seen can move around any time. Things can happen. And when things can happen, what you see can become something else. And when that is your focus, that is where your conviction lies. Once it flits away or moves away, you will begin to what? Waver. But when you set your focus, your eyes on the unseen realm. So there are two kinds of seeing. 
The seeing in the realm of the spirit and the seeing in the physical. There are those that see in the physical. When they see in the physical, they believe. There are those that see in the spirit. The way you see in the spirit is to know. And the knowledge is based on what has been paid for. The prophet said, who has believed our report or our hearing? Then he goes on to tell us what the report will be. What Christ paid for. The Old Testament says, they did not see Christ paying. So they acted. The things they acted were all culminating into what Christ will have paid for. For us. They saw it in the spirit. The Bible says they saw it afar off. And they believed. So for them. They were physical actions. So for example. Let's look at an an example here. Verse 4. By faith Abel offered unto God. A more excellent sacrifice than Cain. He did something. He offered a sacrifice. Okay. Let me jump again to the verse number 5. By faith Enoch. Or Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that what? He pleased God. That is what he did. His pleasing God is an act of what? Faith for them. Okay, let's look at another one. Uh, Another example, verse 7. By faith, Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, things what? Not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an act, to the saving of his house, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. Listen to this. By faith, Abraham will be coming to Abraham, the big man. Abraham, when he had called to go, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. And he went out, not knowing. Not what? Knowing. That's why I said the last time, you can doubt in your mind, but if your heart is convinced, you can move. So you are not moving because everything is perfect. You are not moving because everything you can see physically is in place. You are moving based on what is in the unseen, what has been said. What is said? What is said? What has been said? The report. And what is the report? Christ said everything in him is yea and amen. What is the report? The report says that you are healed. What is the report? The report says that all things are working together for your good because you believe in God. What is the report? The report says that he will keep him in perfect peace. Him whose mind is stayed on the Lord. What is the report? The Lord Lord is my light. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be what? Afraid. What is the report? The report says no enchantment, no divination shall stand against Jacob and succeed. What is the report? The report is what Christ has finished. Hallelujah. So as a fair is a substance of what has been paid for. He paid for it. And the receipt of things not yet delivered. So, I am the one that must receive what has need to be delivered. Amen? How do I receive it? This is where your faith works. Your faith must now respond to the word of God. So, that is why I define faith as the response of your human spirit to the word of God. So, you receive what has been what? Paid for. 
How do you receive? Romans chapter 5 tells us that they that have received the abundance of what? Grace and of the gift of righteousness. They that have received. Lambano. Take it. Seize it and make it yours. In other words, when the word of God has been released, don't just sit there and watch. There is an active part. It says they receive the same gospel, the hearing that was preached to them, just as to us. But we must, they did not mix it with faith in their heart. Are you hearing me, somebody? What did they do? They did not mix it with faith in our, their heart. How? We mix it with faith in our heart. How do we mix it with faith? We must respond. How do you respond? You respond by moving from the realm of doubt to the realm of faith. I'll talk about that in a moment. Praise God. I'm preaching better than you are amen. Amen. Hallelujah. This message will not sink in unless you listen to it over and over again. It must catch your heart. It must take hold of your mind. I'm showing you how we can take hold of 2021. Praise God. We take hold of 2021 by faith. Praise God. Now, so Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. And he went out. So his obedience here is being counted for what? Faith. And he went out not knowing whither he went. By faith, he sojourned in a land of promise as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful. So he judged God what? Faithful. This is the act of faith. So you find out that the sense of old, the way they, act, they, they, they operated faith, they operated faith by what they did. By what they did and what they could see. But most of them, they knew they, they, the word of God was just spoken and they acted on the word. They moved on the word. Because the, 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 the realm of God is the realm, is not the realm of the seeing, the physical. Is the realm of what? The unseen. What then is doubt? Let's look at doubt. Doubt in the Greek word is a Greek word diakrino. D-I-A-K-R-I-N-O. Diakrino. It means to distinguish between facts. It means to discern one thing from another. It means that you are too intellectual, that you are zero faith. It means that you are too elaborate in considering facts that you ignore spiritual realities. I'm just explaining. <laughs> it means that you are too much interested in what has been written in the fine prints that you ignore what is in the, in the fine prints in the realm of the spirit. In other words, it means that you have diverse opinions. You, you are wondering whether you should belong to God or whether you should be on, on what is written side. Most of the time what is written is good. But what is written is in the scene. What is not written is what you... When you go and buy an insurance policy, there is a, they take it from the Bible. They write it in small print. They know you will not have time to be reading it. The small print is the unseen. The, pre, the sin one is the one they write big. We will give you this when this happens. We will give you this when this happens. But in the small print, they will tell you there that we will only give you based on the fact that it is not your fault. Or we will give you this because you are, um, 
we will give you this so that so you you are thinking oh when this happens I will get this then the day it is time to receive you go there they say ah didn't you read the fine print the fine print says that this and you are in breach of this so we can't give you thank you and bye bye and you can't take them to court anywhere because they said they wrote it in the paper but in the realm of the spirit there is an unseen realm that is where our fine print is amen let's look at a few scriptures mark chapter number 11 mark chapter 11 mark chapter 11 Mm. I love the word. Mark chapter 11. Mark 11. From the verse number 12. To 13. Uh, to 14. And on the morrow, when they were come from Bethany, he was hungry. Verse 13. And seeing a fig tree, afar off having leaves, he came, if haply he might find anything thereon, and when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for the time of fix was not yet. And Jesus answered and said unto it, No man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. And his disciples had it. Verse 20 to 24, I read. And in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter called to remembrance, saying unto him, Master, behold, the fig tree which thou cursest. Jesus did not say he cursed the tree. He just said nobody will eat of the tree. It is now Peter that is telling us that what he did was a curse. Now, it's withered away, verse 22, and Jesus answering said unto them, have faith in God. Have faith in God. Another rendering means have the faith of God. Okay? Now, so this is how the faith of God operates now. So let's look at how the faith of God operates. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever, so it qualifies anybody, whosoever, that is, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt, diacrino, shall not doubt. Doubt, yes, also means hovering between two opinions, being too considerate of the physical, that you lose sight of the unseen. Being so considerate of the physical evidence that you lose sight of what creates in the realm of the unseen. Losing sight of the unseen makes you to only consider the physical facts. What doctors have said, what bankers have said, what others have said. I remembered one gentleman came to me one time. And his visa is left with three weeks. And he said, I want to invite my wife to come. Man of God, what can you do for me? I asked him, do you believe? He said, that is why I came. I said, if you believe, I believe too. And we laid hands on that document. And we prayed. And when we prayed, 
Three weeks. Nobody gives visa in three weeks. The wife went to apply. Applied in Africa. Within few days, they gave her the visa. I said, please, buy a ticket now. Let her enter now. Before it is too late. As she entered, that is it, three weeks. His visa was about, student visa, it was about to expire. But that is how the wife came in. Nobody gives visa within three weeks. But we are we are cognizant of the fact that it is not what is written in the books. It is what is written in the spirit. And so we must not consider the physical, we consider the spiritual. And it happened. And they came to give testimony. I remember same lady. Didn't even know that she was deaf in one ear. One time I called for workers after service. I said, come closer now. I want to speak to you. She said, after that's after service, not even within the service. As she was moving close to me, that ear that was deaf from birth popped open. Now, that is what happens in the realm of the spirit. It is not a physical thing. Hallelujah. It's not a physical thing. It is what happens in the realm of the spirit. And in the realm of the spirit, we trade with words. We trade with what? Words. We don't trade with physical things. We trade with words. So what is said is more powerful than what you see physically. So Jesus said to the fig tree, No one shall eat of you from here henceforth. Not because the tree was supposed to produce. Because if you read the Matthew account, the tree was not in its season to produce fruits. But something happened. The Bible said the tree spoke to Christ. And so Christ had to answer. So he answered and said to the tree. In other words, the tree was, there was a there was something spiritual happening there. The tree was trying to mock the authority of Christ. That you thought you can come here and get tree and fruit from. Can't you see? That trees don't produce fruit now. Why are you coming to me? And the Bible says, and Jesus answered and said to the tree. So there are things that are real, more than the physical. They are called the unseen. The unseen realm is more real than the physical. That is why Hebrews said that by faith, the worlds were framed. You can frame your world, but you frame your world with the unseen. What is the unseen? The word of God. You can't see physically, but when you speak it, it must manifest. Hallelujah. With the unseen, you create. It says the worlds were created by the word of the Lord because it is to prove that the sin was not created from the sin. It was created from the unseen. Hallelujah. I'm going somewhere with this. So when a man doubts, what that person is doing is that the person is considering only the physical evidence and facts. So he is looking at the physical instead of looking at the what? The spiritual. He is not seeing the spiritual. He's seeing the physical. Um, 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 7. Let's, let's look at that before I move on. Verse 17, I beg your pardon. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 17. From verse 16. Let me take from 16. I didn't finish that reading that Luke twenty, uh, Luke eleven, but I will finish it in a moment. But something has just come up in my spirit. Let me just let's let, let me let's finish this. For which cause we faint not, okay? For which cause what we don't give up. The word faint not means we don't give up. 
but through our outward man, but though, I beg your pardon, though our outward man perish, the outward man is talking about the physical senses, the physical, the things we see physically, okay, our physical body, physical thing, perishes, yet the inward man, there is an inward man when a man is born again. The inward man is called your spirit. So it is your spirit that rules over the physical. Now listen to this. He says, our inward man is renewed day by day. But how is the inward man renewed? The inward man is renewed through the substance that created the material. And the substance that created the material world is called what? The word of God. But it says what? Through faith we understand that the worlds, the aeons, were framed by the word of God. So the physical was what? Framed by the word of God. The scripture also says that the word of God is what upholds everything we see physically. You think science is what is upholding things? No. It's the word of God. The word of God. So the word of God rules supreme over everything. Now, let's, let's, let's read this. Now, verse 17 says, For our light affliction. That's what I'm going to. Our what? Light affliction. Afflictions come to people. And afflictions can come to anybody. Very important. Take note of this. This is very important in this message. This is what causes men to doubt. You see, when adversity kicks in, you will doubt if you don't have conviction. When trouble kicks in, you will doubt when your heart is not in its right place on the word of God. Now it says, for our light affliction, okay, it says, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, which is transient, which is time-based, which will finish in no time, worketh for us a far more exceeding, okay, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory, while we look not. Very important. The word look here is the Greek word kazar. It means to see with the eye of the prophet, to consider. Whilst we look not. In other words, whilst we don't consider the physical, whilst we look not at the things which are seen, but what are the things which are not seen? Hey, for the things which are seen are temporal. But the things which are not seen are eternal. In other words, they are ageless. So the buildings that we have built here will be removed one day. But what has been spoken in the realm of the spirit will remain forever. What God has said in the realm of the spirit will remain forever. It will remain in the ageless past, in the ageless um, future. Whatever has been spoken will remain in the ageless time to come. So everything that has been spoken will remain and we will see it in God's multiverse when we get there. Hallelujah. So your gaze should not be on the physical but on the spiritual, on the unseen realm because the unseen realm is more real than the seen realm. We look not, refuse to consider the things that are physical. Hallelujah. Let me finish that scripture. Verse 23. Um, so, and Jesus answering said unto them, verse 22, said unto them, have faith in God. Verse 23, for verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, maybe thou remove and cast into the sea, shall not, and shall not doubt in his heart. So where does doubt come from? The heart. Where does believing come from? The heart. 
With the heart man what? Believes. With the heart man doubts. So the doubt is not from your head. It's from your heart. That's why I told you the other day, you can be doubting things, you can, you can be seeing things, and they may look contrary in your mind. But if your heart is in place, you can get it. Doubt in the head is not the same as doubt in the heart. Doubt in the heart means that you are not persuaded at all. Doubt in the mind can come as a result of maybe temporary things happening around you. So the fact that you have temporary things happening around you that is moving you around should not make you fear. Now let's look at this scripture again. Uh, another scripture as well. James chapter 1 verse 2. So what brings doubt? Adversity. What brings doubt? The pressures of life. What brings doubt? Is the things you are considering. If you are considering the physical, the seen things, they will bring doubt. Um, James 1, 2 and 3. My brethren, count it all joy. When ye go or ye fall into diverse temptations. I love this. Count it what? All joy. When you go or you fall into diverse kinds of what? Temptations. The Message Bible puts it this way. It says, listen to it. It says, consider it a sheer gift. Friends, when tests and challenges come at you from all sides. There are certain times that hell can break loose. Where everything you hold, it looks like it's breaking. You touch here, it is breaking. You touch that place, it's breaking. You touch the front, it's breaking. And you're wondering, what is happening? What is happening is that your faith is under a test. Sometimes it's not even the devil at all. It's your faith that is under a test. And you see, when your faith is under a test, your faith will be tried. Now, the King James says that knowing this, so you must know this. Know this. It's knowledge. It's and the knowledge is of the heart. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. So the reason for your faith to be tried is so that your you your heart will be settled in the word of God, so that you come to that place of conviction, the place of persuasion, the place where you are resolute. Now, if you have gone through a problem before and the problem comes again or somebody else is going through that problem and you have seen all the outcome, what do you do? When you look at a person going through, you laugh. You say, you don't know. You come out of this. I went through it. It didn't kill me. Now, the reason is now you have patience. You know why you have patience? You went through it. It didn't kill you. So you can tell somebody else, relax. It will pass. It will blow over. But when the person is in the midst of it, and the person is not resolute, the person is like a headless chicken. When the wind is blowing, fire, 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 fire is on your tail. Fire, 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 fire. Fire is everywhere. My friend, you will go through some fire. Your faith will be tested. Your faith will go through fire, fire. And sometimes when it starts, it never stops. You will think you have come out of this one, another one will start. You will think you have come out of this one, another one will start. You will say, what is this? Your faith is under examination. Friend, relax. Amen. But you see, sometimes I can tell you the truth, that it is not easy to relax when you are going through trials. No, it is not. That's the truth. It's not. Because you are living in this flesh, yet you want to walk by faith. So this one is fighting you. 
That's why the scripture says, whilst we do not consider, that he said afflictions you go through after for a light, they are light afflictions. Whilst our outward man is undergoing pressure, okay? Your outward man, your mind is being bombarded. Your everything around you is being bombarded. Your outward man is undergoing pressure. It feels like giving up. But it says your inward man is strengthened. How do we strengthen our inward man? This is when you begin, you rely on the fine prints, the unseen, the word of God. But it happens when you have prepared yourself before this happens. You get yourself into the word. You soak your heart into the word. So that when the adversities come, you know what to do. You don't become like the chicken screaming fire, 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 fire. You'll be dancing disco. Fire, 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 fire. Apostle, fire, fire, fire. I'll be saying relax. Say fire. No, it's burning my bum. I say fire. Hello, it's my arm this time. Oh no, it's my neck this time. Fire. Hallelujah. Now let's listen to this. Knowing this, that the trial of your faith, work at patience. But let patience have a perfect work. In other words, let it finish the work. You can't jump out of it. It's a process. You can't jump out of trouble. Trouble comes to every man. But what kind of trouble will come is determined by you. And how the outcome is also determined by you. It says, let it have a perfect work in you. That ye may be perfect and entire. Wanting nothing. If any of you lack wisdom. Now then he goes on. Let him ask of God. That giveth to all men liberally. And abraded not. In other words, he will not hold back. And it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith. Nothing wavering. That's it. Nothing was wavering. In other words, don't be, don't consider the physical. Don't be in, in that place where you are doubting. Will it happen? Will it not happen? Will it happen? Will it not happen? What will happen? Hey, what are the outcome? You are, now you sit down at night from morning till evening. You are looking at all the things that can go wrong. Okay, because of this, based on this, you are doing scenario, scenario analysis. You, you, you are analyzing all the things that will go wrong. What you say, look, me, I don't, I don't deal with things that are me. I use my intellect. Me, I don't, I don't, all this your faith in. No, me, I have to consider what is there so that I know my, I can, I can know my loss so I can cast, cut my, cut, cut my losses. So let, so you begin to do analysis until you become paralyzed. Okay. Uh, they said this. So Google becomes your teacher. They said this. Okay. By this, uh, okay, uh, it means that. By that, okay, that. By that, it means this. By that, okay, this. So, okay, based on all of this and these symptoms that I'm having, it looks like I'm coming down with some hypertension. So, you go to the doctor already, you know what your, your diagnosis is. The doctor looks at you and says, you are fine. He says, no, 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 no. It looks like by, by virtue of the things I've looked at and Googled, I have hypertension. I have high blood pressure. So, oh, okay, let's prescribe you some high blood pressure tablets. Then he looks. He says, ah, okay, yeah, I've missed it. Yes, 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 you have high blood pressure. Then he puts you and gives you high, puts you on high blood pressure tablets. You have become a high blood pressure candidate. You bought it yourself, my friend. Because of the analysis. Doubt. Doubt. Has God said it? Will he not do it? He says, God is faithful. He is what? Faithful. That what he has said, it is very good to be intellectual. I'm an intellectual myself. It is very good to consider the facts 
Very, very important. Because if you don't consider the facts, you are not intelligent at all. In fact, I will encourage you to consider the facts. But don't let the facts be paralyze your faith. Know something better than the facts. It is called the truth. So, so these are the facts, but you disregard the facts. I'm going there, then I close. Hallelujah. So this is how you move out of that into faith. Disregard the facts. Disregard the unseen. Keep marching on. Like Pastor Chris will say. He says when you face a war. When you are marching and you face the war. Keep marching on. He says when you face the war. Speak to the war. When the war refuses to crumple. And everything you have done. You have prayed to the war. The war refuses to move. He says now close your eyes. And keep marching. Go through that war. The war will go down for you. Hallelujah. That is what you do. That is the realm of faith. You close your eyes. And say. Jagadagadagada. I'm going. <laughs> I'm going. Bishop Oyedepo gave, gave one testimony one time. He said he was on a bridge. They were coming from a crusade. They were on one lane bridge. And this lane bridge, they are in the middle of the bridge. They were facing this big truck. And he looked at the truck. His driver panicked. He says, if you panic here, we are done. He says, whether up or down, we are crossing over. <laughs> then he said in the name of Jesus before he knew it the car they moved to the other side of the bridge because they were on headlong collision you know why you close your eyes you refuse to die in the midst of the problem close your eyes close your eyes close your eyes <laughs> I'm going somewhere and I think let me close now I've done 45 minutes of preaching let me close now so how do you move out of doubt into faith because in the midst of the perplexities of life, there will be doubts. Doubts are suggestions from the enemy. They are called the trial of your faith. And James says, you, are, you do not consider, not wavering, not wavering, not wavering. Because he says that the man that wavers, the man that is tossed between two opinions. To waver means to be tossed between opinions. Will God do it? Will God not do it? He says, he that that, James says, verse 8, for let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. So you see why sometimes you don't receive things? You are doubting. You are doubting. A double-minded, and he calls that person a double-minded man. And he says, he is unstable in all his ways. Double-minded. Double-minded means you are a believer. You are also an unbeliever. So we don't know what you are. You are either, you are a beast, a believer, an unbeliever. We don't know what, what's your identity. Yet the scripture calls us believers. Praise God. Uh, uh, I'm looking at the scripture I want to look at now. Hmm. Let's, let's look at this. Please note down Matthew 21, verse 18 to 20. Verse uh, 21, Matthew 21, 18 to 22. Go and read it when you go home. That talks about where I said that Jesus, the tree was speaking to Jesus, and Jesus answered. Okay? Um, but I want us to look at Matthew 13. Mm. Matthew 13. And then I want to ask to take it from um, 
the verse number 14. And in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah, okay, from the verse number 14, which saith, By hearing ye shall hear, and shall not understand, and seeing ye shall see, and shall not what? Perceive. For this people's heart is wax gross, and their ears are dull of hearing. So it's a heart and unhearing thing. So you must give yourself to hearing if you want to come out of doubt. What do you hear? You must hear the word of the Lord. What is being said? The reports. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You must hear the report. Are you hearing me, somebody? You must hear what? The report. And then you, your heart must also what? Receive it. Your heart must capture it. It's not an intellectual thing. Intellectual analysis will lead to paralysis. That is why there are many PhDs that have been pulled down. Pull him down. They are PhDs, but they have been pulled down. Why? Because they analyze too much until they have become analyzed. When it comes to the realm of God, we don't analyze. Even if you analyze, which is the same, you analyze with the scriptures. The scriptures are the unseen. To superimpose on the scene. What you see physically, a transient, it will pass away. You won't die, my friend. The fire on your bum bum will not kill you. I say it will not kill you. Okay, let's read on. And you should understand with your heart. Okay, at least at any time they should what? See with their eyes and hear with their ears and should understand with what? Their heart. So there is a seeing part which your eye must be on the word of God. But study the word of God. You must also what? Hear and you must also what? Believe with your heart for understanding. Okay? And should be converted and should what? That I should heal them. Verse 16. But blessed are your eyes for they see. Hallelujah. My eyes are seeing eyes. And your ears for they hear. My ears are hearing ears. For verily I say unto you that many prophets and righteous men have desired to see those things which ye see and have not seen them. And to hear those things which ye hear and have not heard them. Now hear ye therefore the parable of the sower. When anyone heareth the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not. That's why today I've taken my time. I'm not just prophesying, prophesying. I'm taking my time to teach you so that you have what? Understanding. What brings doubt? What brings doubt at what the vicissitudes of life, the things you are seeing with the physical eyes, which are transient, they are the things that bring doubt. If you are seeing that they say, hey, uh, this, this, this thing, this prescription, this thing, or this diagnosis means this, you, it will, can bring doubt. You will begin to doubt whether what you have believed in the word of God is true or not. But you see, irrespective of what happens to you physically, you can change it. The scriptures did not say that things will not happen to you physically. That's deception. Things will happen to you physically. Including sometimes you will be sick. Including sometimes you will be what? Weak. And you will need the word of God, the unseen, to change the report of that sickness. Who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? The arm of the Lord is Christ. And Christ is the fulfillment of all things. He has paid for your health. So what do you do? You cash in. You receive it with your faith because it has been what paid for. 
Hmm. Now listen to this, verse 18. Hear ye therefore the parable of the sower, when anyone heareth the word of the kingdom, and understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one, and catcheth away that which was sown in his heart. This is he which received the seed by the wayside. But he that received the seed into stony places, the same is the one that heareth the word, and anon with joy received it, yet has he not roots in himself. You need roots, my friend. You need roots in yourself. Roots, roots, stability, persuasion. Stability, so that you are not easily moved in himself. Yeah, okay? And anon with joy received it, yet has has he not root in himself, but dureth for a while. In other words, when you don't have roots, for a while you'll be basking in the word that is preached. You'll be enjoying it. It's exciting. But when trouble comes, listen to this. For when tribulation or persecution arises, so it will arise. Tribulation will arise. Persecution will arise. Your trouble may be different from my trouble, but we will all have a share of troubles in life. But Jesus said, be of good cheer. Be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. The Bible says, he that overcometh the world is our faith. So your faith overcometh the world. The Bible says, this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. First, first John 5, 4. This is the victory. So the world has tribulation. But whilst we are in this world, you will have tribulation. You will have storms. You will have persecutions. The Bible says, he is okay for a while. But for the then, then tribulation or persecution arises because of the word. The reason why you go through stuff as a believer is because of the word of God in your life. The devil wants to prove to you that the word does not work. So that you begin to doubt God. This is what he did to Adam and Eve. He came to ask them, did God say? Did God say? To, for them to doubt God. And they did. And the result is death. So when you doubt God, the result is death. We walk not by sight, but we walk by what? Faith. Second Corinthians um, um, chapter 4 verse 7. We walk not by what? By sight, but by faith. Praise God. Not the seen, the unseen. Sight means the things you can see, the things you can touch, the things you can feel. This is what brings doubt. And this is not what will bring performance. What brings performance is faith. Hallelujah. For dureth for a while, for when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, by and by he is what? Offended. He also that received the seed. So this is what happens. Praise God. Um, there's a scripture I want to read to tie this thing up and then I close. John chapter 20. The verse number 26 to 31. Because we're almost there. John 20, 26 to 31. And after eight days again, his disciples were within and Thomas with them. Then came Jesus, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst and said, Peace be unto you. Then said he to Thomas, Reach hither thy finger and behold my hands and reach hither thy hand and thrust it into my side and be not Faithless. The word faithless there is the same as be not doubting. Dia crino. Dia means two. Between two opinions. Do not be between two opinions. They said that I have risen. You should have believed. With the heart you believe. You don't believe because you have seen. You believe because what? You have not seen. Now listen to what Jesus said. Thomas. Then then, and Thomas answered and said, no, he says what? Not, then be not faithless, but believing the opposite of doubt. Verse 28, and Thomas answered and said unto him, my Lord and my God, Jesus said unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, 
thou hast believed, blessed. The word blessed there is makarios. This is what I'm going to. I say you are blessed. It says blessed or blessed. Anyhow you want to say it. Blessed or blessed are they that have not seen. Hey, they that have not seen. Shanda. Shanda. Somebody's tongue. Shanda. 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 They that have not what believed, that have not what seen, and yet have what believed. He says, Makarios. Makarios means what? A blessing. A blessing with a lift. A blessing that brings about glorification. A blessing that distinguishes you. Makarios. He says, Makarios. Bless. There is another word for blessing, which is eulogio. Now, this one is Makarios. He says, Bless. They are blessed because of their faith. He says, Bless. I say, You are blessed. I say you are blessed. And many of other signs. I said, blessed are they that have not seen, but have believed. I am among the generation who have not seen Jesus, but I believed it. He says, trust, touch me, touch me, handle me. Because of what you can handle, you are believing. No, you don't need to handle it physically to believe. We believe with our heart. There is a realm of the seen where we don't see with our physical eyes. We see with our heart. We see with our spirit. This is called the seeing of faith. The Bible says, whilst the Bible says, Abraham did not consider the deadness of Sarah's womb, not the deadness of his body. In other words, he did not look at the physical evidence but was strong in faith. In other words, he did not say, ah, this cannot happen because others, it has not happened for others because of the age. He did not consider the age. He did not consider the evidence, physical evidence because the physical evidence will make you doubt. The physical evidence will make you to get confused. The Bible says he did not consider the physical evidence. You don't mind you, Abraham did it. Abraham was not always like this. There was a time when he was confused. And God came and appeared. And God said to Abraham, count the stars. The moment he began to count, two, three, four, he says, so shall your seed be. The Bible says, Abraham believed. And the scriptures tell us in Romans 5, blessed is he that what? That is that what? That is believed. For his, uh, his faith is counted for what? For righteousness. Because he did not see, but he believed. He saw the stars. And he could see the invisible hand of God that is able to superimpose on the natural circumstances of life and change things. And he believed. And the Bible said, God said, I'm not a liar. And so God, in addition to the promise he made to Abraham, he also, which is the word of God, the Bible says he swore by himself. He says, in blessing I will bless you. In multiplying I will multiply you. Abraham, I have put the integrity of my word upon myself that I cannot fail. If I fail, I cease to exist as God. Are you hearing me, somebody? We are we are standing on that word, that premise of God that cannot fail. He says by two immutable things by which it is impossible for God to lie. God cannot lie. If he has 
said it, he will do it. And so he said to Mary, the angel said to Mary, Blessed is he who has not seen but has believed. Macarios is you who have not seen but believed. For there shall be a performance. Don't believe only in the physical. I want you to understand this. The physical may look real to you because you can see with your physical eyes, but there is a realm that is more real than the physical. It's the realm of the unseen. It is where we change things. It is where we create things. The scripture says, by the word of the Lord, the aeons were created. You can create things from that realm and change the things you see physically and cause the things you see physically to become different. This morning, now, you have the tools to change things. Begin to speak. Begin to command your aeons, your ages, your time, your seasons in this month, this year to change. Begin to speak to your month of January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November. Declare that I will see only the goodness of the Lord. I am blessed. Macarius, the blessing of the Lord, the blessing with a lift, the blessing with a change, the blessing that brings about impartation, the blessing that brings performance, there shall be a performance unto him of the things which he has believed. I speak the blessing of the Lord over the month of January, over the month of February, over the month of March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December. I declare the blessing of the Lord over the month. I declare the months are blessed for me. Oh, Zalido Kosha, Klikata, use the unseen to change things, to command things to change. Even if there are things in the realm of the spirit that are meant to disadvantage you, you can use the word of God right now to correct them. We correct everything in the realm of the spirit. We correct every error. We correct everything in the realm of the spirit. What we see now, we refuse to regard it. We refuse to regard it. We see the unseen. We declare now the unseen concerning me is that I am blessed. The unseen concerning me, I am defended and protected. The unseen concerning me is that no man will subvert me in my cause. Anything that is subverting my cause, you are coming on all long, all headlong collision with the God of the universe in the name of Jesus. Jula kaya kunge leko shadadaya leiga zaloga zelekua kakabada zenge lekushe klekatai asonde kliko kobaka zalakua 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 zelekuko komana kayandikea zolida kala kose kleketa lengolo kushala say as the word of the Lord that I am the faithful one say as the word of the Lord that I am the faithful one if only you will have your faith, your absolute faith in what I have spoken concerning your life, your destiny and bring it into fulfillment full manifestation of what I have spoken through the mouth of my servants, through the mouth of my servants, I'm bringing into full completion, you will go through full cycles, see as the spirit of God, you will go through full cycles and where there are persecutions, where there are trials, mongli Say as a spirit of God For there are trials and tribulations There are dark days that may come And they may come surely they will come But I've called you as a light Out of darkness to shine forth To bring forth my glory Say as a spirit of God For nothing 
shall bring you down. But the glory of God that is upon you, through the word of God that is in your heart, it will shine brighter. It will bring you to a place of manifestation, full manifestation. For you will laugh like Sarah laughed. And your testimony shall be called laughter. Your testimony shall be called laughter. Your testimony shall be called Isaac. For I put laughter in your mouth. I say I put laughter in your mouth. Say as the spirit of God, laugh at the devil, put the devil to flight. For I hear laughter in the realm of the spirit. I hear laughter. I hear laughter. It's a laughter of celebration. It's not a laughter of mourning and mockery. It's a laughter of celebration. And somebody under the sound of my voice says the spirit of God that I should tell you this morning that there is laughter. There is laughter. There is laughter. There is laughter. And it's a laughter of testimony. A laughter of turnarounds. In the midst of the dark days, in the midst of the perplexity, I bring you wisdom direction by my word, by my spirit. I bring you wisdom and direction. I bring you wisdom and direction. I remove confusion from your life. Says the spirit of God. Now I bless you as God's prophet and God's mouthpiece. I declare now over your life in the name of Jesus. Receive laughter. Receive laughter. We receive the word of the Lord that has come to us now. We receive laughter. We decree and declare the unseen is being changed now by the spirit of God. By the word of God. We change every verdict. Anything that is disadvantaging us. By the spirit of God. We change it now by the power of the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. I bless you. I say 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 I bless you. Ruzaglia kotongli ketagaya gogonya kata. Lezuzuraka dagadoshata. Receive the help of the Holy Ghost. I say receive the help of the Holy Ghost. I say receive the help of the Holy Ghost. I say receive the help of God now. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, blessed Jesus. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Oh, we don't see the sin. We see Jesus. The Bible says we see Jesus. Oh, we see Jesus. We see Jesus. We see Jesus. We see Jesus. I need no other argument. I need no other plea. For it is now that Jesus died and that he died for me. I need no other argument. Oh, I need no other plea. For it is enough that Jesus died. Oh, and that is died for me. Jesus died for you. He paid the price. Receive it. He paid the price. Take it. He paid the price. Lambano it. Don't let the physical things bring doubt to your heart. Don't let the physical evidence. It doesn't matter. No time can change the unseen. No circumstances can change the unseen. Not even people. No matter how powerful they think they are. God is the one that sits and unseats. God is the one that puts men on thrones and removes them. Anybody and any entity that has been put on the throne that wants to disadvantage you, we unseat them. I said we unseat them. 
We unseat them. In the name of Jesus, we remove their thrones. Any man in an office that wants to sit on your joy, we remove their thrones. We sack them. We dismiss them. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Have you received the word at all? Hallelujah. Glory. Glory, glory, glory. If you have received that word, let me hear your voice. Unmute and let me hear your voice. Let's make a joyful noise unto the Lord this morning. Glory. I'm excited. Glory. Hallelujah. Glory, glory be to God. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. 